0: This podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. They understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. For anything land-related, visit them online at MSLandBank.com. Land Bank! 25 seconds left to play. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.
1: I want winners! The crowd is alive. You play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun,
2: two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. on! Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks.
0: Fires toward the end zone. Passers caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to.
2: They are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left.
1: 372 wide stick C spot. The Matt Wyatt Show.
0: He's Radio Wyatt.
1: Well, how am I gonna go to college?
2: I'll just play football.
0: What up, everybody? It is so good to be back after I was out yesterday. Thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you all for letting me have a day. Next week, we're going to have a week. More on that in a bit. (laughs) But it's Friday, and that's all we care about right now. The fact that it is Friday, and I'm here with you live for the next couple of hours in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Hometown heroes, that's who they are. Your local Farm Bureau insurance agent available for you 24-7. You get a cell phone number, just text them, call them. They live right down the road. And when the need arises, your hometown hero, your Farm Bureau insurance agent will be there. Just like we are here with you today in the studio. Staying connected to you because of C Spire. going to tell you about some new deals they've got going on at C Spire. It's A heck of a deal. That's coming up also. Welcome in on this Friday. Y'all feel free to text me. Feel free. Open it up wide open right now on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. Get the best sausage you can possibly get your hands on. It is Country Pleasing made right here in Mississippi. The Country Pleasing text line is 885-ESPN. 885-ESPN, or 885-3776. Y'all text me. Call me. Call me on the Divinity phone. Davini Equipment in Madison and Jackson, You're your Kubota dealer. It's 995-1059. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. Love to hear your voice on this Friday. What do you have on your mind as you're out there? I don't know. Do you have the earbuds in and you're listening to the show as you, I don't know, walk in the neighborhood you're off today are you working you're behind the wheel you driving a truck i'm just kind of curious what you have going on uh there's a lot to get into and scheduling is going to start us off later we have three teams on the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days three teams to talk about one from the pack no actually two from the pack 12 one from the acc it's starting to get interesting we'll be at number 58 57 and 56 today is actually 57 days from Saturday, September the 5th. We are 57 days from Saturday, September the 5th. That short amount of time, less than two months, gives you (laughs) all the indication you need is why all of a sudden now, yesterday and today, in Power 5 football, in junior college football, scheduling news is starting to go and meetings are about to happen on, they just happened yesterday, and the meetings are happening on Monday, is because the window to figure this out is getting narrower. Wait a minute. Is it more narrow? More narrow and more narrow. <laughs> I narrower. No wonder that they don't make you say narrower. Uh, somebody texted me just a minute ago. I think it was Jesse sent me, it was from two, is this right? Two hours ago on Twitter, Brett McMurphy said, like the Ivy League, it looks like the National Junior College Athletic Association will not have fall sports. NJCAA Presidential Advisory Council recommends a majority of competition, including football, move to the spring of 2021. An official plan will be determined on Monday. Now, we can get into this today if y'all want to. First, I'm going to come to the phone line here in just a sec. Hey to Lynn on Facebook and Joy, who's watching on the Facebook live stream. Sean, hey to you. Uh, asking about my gut feel on non-conference games for the SEC. My gut feeling is that um, – I don't know this. I don't have this from a source. But my gut feeling is that the SEC is going to play conference-only games also. We'll see about that. It's just my gut feeling. But if we want to get into this later, I think it would be smart because we might learn something together. Having spring – a spring football season in junior college is much, much different of a proposition logistically and everything than at four year schools in big time college football. We'll talk about that coming up. First up, though, we got a phone call to start us off today on this Friday. It is Carrie, who is hanging on the Davini Equipment phone line. Davini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, you're Kubota Dealer. What's up, Carrie?
2: Hey, Matt, how you doing?
0: Just right. Thanks for calling.
2: Man, I, I just got a quick question. Uh, if I, I think if we play football this fall, it's probably going to be conference only. But if it does go over and we have nothing but a spring season, we know some of the top players like your Trevor Lawrence and stuff, I would imagine they're probably going to sit out being that close to the draft. Mm-hmm. My question on this is for the rosters, Say if you have kids who were academically ineligible for the fall semester but done the things to get eligible for the spring, would they then be able to play or would they still be considered ineligible if they were ineligible for the original season?
0: Yeah, and it's a great question, Carrie. And what I think the the, the way that I could answer that confidently for you right now in July is unless they were to change the rule – then yeah, those players would be eligible to play um, if they play, because it's no different to me, Kerry. It's no different than the kid who graduates early. He's out in December. He enrolls and go and and even though he he just finished his high school year or whatever, he goes ahead and is dressed out with that college team and practices some during bowl practice, which happens all the time. You know what I'm talking about? So, yeah,
2: well, like I said, I, I I just knew that the top players are probably going. I would guess being that close to the draft, running the risk of entry, they would sit out. So then your depth is going to be a problem. That's why I yeah. was wondering.
0: You know, and here's the thing, Kerry. I, I have I wouldn't say less than zero, but I have zero percent confidence that they in in four year at four year colleges, you know, Division one, Division two, II, Division three football. Are going to play football seasons in the spring, especially Division One and the FBS, n- not only because of the draft and what it means to players, but also because if you played games a season of any kind in the spring, and we're talking about what? You know, even if it was January, February, wh- what are we talking about? We're going to turn around and have the same kind of physical season eight months, nine months later. Because oh, I
2: totally agree, you know, that's way too much on on a kid's body. It's too to much to on their body. That.
0: That's exactly right. And I think this was maybe a month ago or so. I I found I can't remember the name, but I found a quote from uh, a person who is he's basically a doctor, but he's a medical trainer at one of the big schools, and he is the head of a big um, you know, athletic trainers association across the entire country. And his quote was, right now, we already have lots and lots of surgeries, corrective surgeries that are scheduled for athletes. We schedule them in October and November. Well, let me take it back. He said we start looking at it and we schedule the surgeries to happen as soon as the season is over, December, January so that those players can be fully recovered and healthy enough to get back on the field the following year. And he talked about how right now they need that full, um, you know, whatever it is, eight months, seven, eight, nine months. And if you if you go, well, we're going to have a spring schedule, therefore, you know, let's say, um, for instance, Garrett Schrader, the quarterback at Mississippi State, who had a little, just went in there and cleaned out his ankle, kind of corrective, cleaned out his ankle, had that kind of surgery at the end of last year. Well, instead of having it in December, what, is he going to be having that in April? Well, because if he has that in April and he needs that, then by no means is he going to be full speed and ready to go for workouts in July and probably is going to miss practice and therefore may not be quite ready to go out on the field if you had a season the following September. So those are just several of the reasons, Carrie, that people around college football have said moving FBS football to the spring is the absolute last resort. They're going to try everything they can, including considering just missing it all together before they actually play games in the spring. That's what I think.
2: Well, that was the, the complete basis of my question, mainly is the injuries, because my son played junior college football and plays Division Two now. And even just just going through spring practice, mm-hmm. him and his teammates still talk about how sore they are when they show up for the fall. And that's just going through spring workouts. That's not playing games,
0: right? That's right. Well, and and Kerry, since uh, okay, so your son played junior college football, and I'm assuming that's recently.
2: Uh, well, he's still playing Division Two now, so okay. he played junior college just two years ago.
0: Okay. And without prying too much, do he you play here in Mississippi? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I saw this tweet a minute ago that was sent to me on the text line from Jesse, from Brett McMurphy, that said that the, the, the NJCAA is not planning on having fall sports. They're going to do like the Ivy League. They are recommending that a majority of competition, including football, move to the spring of 2021. And what I think is, at the junior college level, you still have the health aspect of it. Yes, there's no no doubt about it. But you it's only two-year schools, right? Like you're you're a two-year college. Your players are only there for one year or two years, two years max. And like when teams in junior college have spring training, for instance. People don't realize they have spring practice in JUCO. Well, you only have about 25 guys out there plus walk-ons because all you have are freshmen Because all the sophomores are gone. All the one-year guys are gone. It's just basically one class of athletes. Like if you had your freshman class out there and that's it. So because the roster turns over so much more, you're talking about 50% or more of your roster in JUCO turns over every spring anyway with new people coming in. It might be a little more feasible from a health and wellness standpoint, for the juco's, they could play games in the spring because they don't play as many games anyway. Uh, they might be able to figure it out. I think it's much harder, though, for Division One to figure out how to play games in the spring. Well,
2: thanks for taking the call, man. Thank yeah,
0: you. Appreciate your phone call as well. I appreciate you listening. Call me anytime. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, country pleasing text line. One hundred grand says matt what's going on just giving you an update um what's this you're you're done with corona you said it's friday now now i want more information i don't know if that's a typo for those that are just tuning in uh 100 grand let us know that he tested positive for covid I think this was back in the early part of the week when he let us know that he had tested positive for COVID. And I told 100 grand, please keep us updated. If I'm reading this right, 100 grand, there may be a typo in there, but it looks like maybe you're done with it. But I don't, I don't want to get over my skis there. I want to make sure. But this I will give you. You said Friday. Can you please get it kicked off with you know what? Yes, I do know what. That would be neck from the Jackson State Sonic. Boom. Let's go. Hi. Next from the Sonic Boom, it doesn't get any better. Come on. So the news yesterday. Was that the Big Ten announced that it will eliminate out-of-conference football games this fall? There's no non-conference games. Ain't happening. Yeah, they are eliminating 33 home games against non-conference schools. Also, some, you know, big-time matchups, neutral-site stuff. A lot of those are outside of the Power Five. It's going to cost smaller schools a total of 22, over $22 million in guaranteed money from Big Ten schools. That's a lot of money injected into the FCS and, and non-Power Five conferences. You're not going to get Michigan at Washington the opening weekend. That was scheduled. Uh, the next week you were supposed to have Ohio State at Oregon, Penn State at Virginia Tech. Uh, Michigan State at BYU. Games like that aren't going to happen because of this announcement by the Big Ten. They went ahead and put it out there yesterday. First thought was, well, okay. That's fine with me. You're telling me that you think you've got a better chance to play games and have a season if you just play the teams in your conference. What's wrong with that? I think in-conference games are more interesting anyway. I'm being honest with you. Now, they play a bunch of Conference games, but they don't all play each other. It's like the SEC. And if we use the SEC as an example, since that hits closer to home for us, it's, I've said it until I'm blue in the face. Would I rather watch Mississippi State play Florida or Florida State? I want to see them play Florida. It's more interesting. It's more entertaining when you play the teams in your own conference, I'm okay with all of them playing only conference games. Now, the flip side of this is, why? <laughs> why are they doing that? Number one, why are they doing that? And number two, why'd they go ahead and say it yesterday when every other major conference is trying to wait until the end of July to see where things are? Big Ten went out and said we. We're not waiting until then. we got to go on vacation. I'm going to make the decision now. We're not playing conference, non-conference games. They did it yesterday. But why? When I told Anna Beth about it, the homecoming queen HQ, I told her this morning, I said, hey, uh, the Big Ten announced that they're only going to play conference games, no non-conference. First thing out of her mouth, is that supposed to make a difference? <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah good point uh, what is it less travel is that it i mean are the michigan football players at any less of a risk playing against iowa or playing at washington heck man i don't i i'm not an epi, what's it, what have we been calling these people Epidemic. uh epi, i almost said epidemiologist is that the right term what is the term? I'm not a doctor. Thank you, Elmer Fudd. Yeah, I'm not a doctor. So I don't know what is or isn't more dangerous, but I'm like her. So what does that do? Now, if it happens in the SEC, I think it will. And I am not basing that on any inside information. I have not talked to John Cohen or Greg Sankey or, you know, or uh, Keith Carter, or anybody about this. This is Matt just thinking out loud. My gut tells me the SEC going to do the same thing, play conference games only. When did I tell you that would be a great idea? About two months ago, we talked about it like crazy on this show, and pretty much every one of y'all agreed with me that we're okay with it. In fact, I would like it if this pandemic forced somebody like the SEC to just play conference games, you take NC State off of Mississippi State's schedule and put Florida on it. I don't care if they win or lose. I just want to see the game. It's more entertaining, more interesting. That I would love it if that, if this, sparked, going forward, the SEC to change its broken scheduling model anyway. The thing's been broken for years. They're doing the best they can. I'm not blaming them, but it's broken. Fix it. Put more, play 10 conference games on there. I've always... I'm coming to you, DJ. I've always thought it was iffy for the SEC to go, we're the best conference. Look how strong we are. We're the toughest conference to play in. We're great. And then go, but we don't want to play each other more. Uh, I don't know about that. DJ, on the Divinity Equipment phone line. What's up, DJ? Hey, Matt.
1: Thanks for uh, letting me be a part of your show again. I certainly don't want to come across as an expert here but I, I do follow Gene Smith, AD, uh, at Ohio State on Twitter, and I've listened to the Big Ten commission. The difference between the SEC schedule and the Big Ten schedule, the SEC starts conference games in the first couple of weeks where the Big Ten typically plays. You know how the SEC will have a, a week sister before their last game. The Big Ten, once they start conference, they play straight through. So what they're thinking is this will give them almost an extra month but now, if you've listened to the Big Ten Commission, have you heard him talk?
0: I haven't yet, just read quotes.
1: And if you've listened to Gene Smith, they sound like this is a stopgap. Mm-hmm. But also how they sound is that they're not going to have a football season. That's they're right. going to have to pull an Ivy League. But now, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. You know, the conference situation is, look, you know, I'm an Ohio State fan. I've never kept that a secret. But the thing is, they rotate completely who they play in the opposite division. you got people like, uh, you know, Bama stuck with Vanderbilt uh, and and Tennessee or or whatever. You know, having a permanent cross-division rival, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous.
0: And And, DJ, you're nailing it. And it's so outdated. And sometimes it's good for people around here to hear it from somebody who's not a fan of one of these schools like yourself. And I appreciate you bringing it up because, you know, it's like I've gone on that rant a bunch. The the reason the SEC schedule has been so convoluted and fouled up and crazy and make no sense and broken for as long as it has is everybody holding on to the idea that Alabama and Tennessee have to play each other every year and that Auburn and Georgia have to play each other every year. And those games and those teams hold the rest of the league hostage. Hey, I got like 20 – Five seconds. Go ahead.
1: Well, one one more thing before I let you go. The funniest gif I've seen. George Cassandra opens the door and it's Notre Dame football and he shuts the door and he says sorry Notre Dame, this year you're not getting a game.
0: <laughs> yeah, what are yeah, we gonna we- do about Notre Dame? That's a great point from DJ. What are we gonna do with them? I mean the ACC stuck there I mean, only gonna play conference games. Well, Notre Dame's not in a conference now what (laughs) the times we live in man stay with me Back on the show, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go, with the home team. Thanks for tuning in on this Friday. Y'all go catch some fish. Now, stay hydrated. It's hot as all get out. I was talking about this yesterday. Y'all know what that saying means. I've heard it my whole life. You have too. We all say it. It's hot as all get out. What? What? Why did we come up with that? It's hot as all get out. It's one of those you go, I don't know what it means, but I know what it means. <laughs> so it's hot. Stay hydrated. But go catch a fish. Catch one for me. Send me a picture. You can also send me a text on the country please and text line 885 ESPN 601 number 885 ESPN. Call me on the Davini phone, Davini Equipment Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. Denzel Text me and he said, uh, did you just say junior colleges weren't playing football in the fall, but in the spring? Denzel, here's what I'm here's what I said. Uh, Somebody. Jesse forwarded me a text. I'm sorry. Jesse texted me. A link to a tweet from Brett McMurphy. Y'all know who Brett McMurphy is, right? Used to be with ESPN. Now he's with Stadium Network. He Calls himself Football Insider. He's got 220,000 Twitter followers. He's all the time breaking news. He said in a tweet two hours ago, like the Ivy League, it looks like the NJCAA, the National Junior College Athletic Association, will not have fall sports. NJCAA Presidential Advisory Council recommends a majority of competition, including football, move to the spring of 2021. An official plan will be determined On Monday, okay, that is from Brett McMurphy. That is him reporting on something from the NJCAA. That's the national body right there. Now, underneath that umbrella in the state of Mississippi is the MACJC, the Mississippi Association of Community and Junior Colleges. That's all us. Right? And here's – there's two sides to the coin on the junior college thing, Denzel. One is, this is not a statement from the MACJC that has said, we ain't playing. No, this is the, the overall. And in the tweet from McMurphy, it said, they recommend. I don't know that the NJCAA can absolutely tell the MACJC not to play. They can recommend it, but I don't know if they can tell them not to. I I don't know. I have a hard time believing they would be able to dictate that. Here's the other thing. On one side of the coin, like I talked about a little bit ago, if that happens, junior colleges have two classes, freshmen and sophomores. It's a two-year school, freshmen and sophomores. And in the spring, every year, like when a JUCO has spring practice or spring training, there's no sophomores. There's only freshmen. All the sophomores have moved on. All the freshmen who were only there for one year have moved on. You have a very limited, small roster out there for spring practice because everybody's moved on. So you go, well, it would be easier then for them because they turned the roster over to have a spring season, turn around and have one again in the fall because it would be different players. No. Because from a from an um from an education standpoint how many of those players who you're just saying well we recommend football be played in the spring in juco but yeah but how many of the juco players are fixing to get out of here in december (laughs) they're gone man especially your better ones they're going to sign with someone in december and move on and be on a a four-year campus to either on campus or taking online classes in the spring. They're not going to be at Heinz. They're not going to be at Gulf Coast in the spring. So it all sounds good. So I didn't think about this earlier when I was talking about it with Carrie on the phone. But if you tell me these, you know, two-year schools are going to have a spring season, well, who's going to play? Because if you're if you're doing classes of any kind you're still going to have half of your guys are are done by December. You're not going to have enough to play. So I don't know that – I don't know where that's coming from, but it, it's hard for me to believe that people at the NJCAA uh, wouldn't think that part of it through. I mean, if you tell me uh, – really, I mean – What are they going to have, rosters of like rosters of 30 people and go play a football game in the spring? Because that's what it would be. Thanks for the pictures, by the way. Big old good-looking slab crappie being caught by Vol for Life in Mississippi on Twitter who's tweeting me the pictures. He's at the reservoir. Look at that, man. He's got his face covered. Now, that's for sun, right? That's to keep your face from getting sunburned. You're not out in the lake wearing a face covering because of COVID, are you? And he's got the fish pick down pat where you hold the fish out closer to the camera. Y'all check it out. It's on my Twitter feed right now, at Radio Wyatt. (laughs) Check it out. Um, Over here on Facebook, on the live stream on Facebook, Lynn said, if we play conference only hope we get another shot at Old Dan. I don't know if this is the year you want to play Florida, <laughs> but again, it'd be fun to see it, wouldn't it? <clears throat> uh, he also said if it gets moved to spring, we're going to lose KJ, Kylan, Thompson, others. Uh, that's true. Look, I just think it's a I think it's a zero percent chance that SEC teams. FBS teams are playing football in the spring. I think there's a 0% chance of that. Jeff says the virus is worse now than when schools and spring sports were canceled earlier. I don't see any way we can have school or fall sports now. That's from Jeff on Facebook. Dave says the NJCAA will not make a final official statement until July 13th. That'd be right Monday. But they tweeted out that it is looking like fall sports canceled until spring. Again, on the football, I'd like to talk to a football coach in JUCO that would help me figure out how you would do that. How you'd do that with your roster. Uh, Christy said, could the reason to just play conference games be to keep all the money within the conference? I doubt it very seriously. Um, But but at the same time, Christy, nobody can understand why the Big Ten went ahead and made that decision yesterday. Here's something else y'all need to know. The SEC has an a previously scheduled meeting in Birmingham with Greg Sankey and the ADs and all the leaders, a previously scheduled meeting in Birmingham on Monday, this coming Monday, previously scheduled. They didn't schedule an emergency meeting on Monday to react to what the Big Ten did yesterday. It was already scheduled. But with the Big Ten doing what they did yesterday, now all of a sudden every eyeball in the country who gives a flip about college football will be looking at Birmingham. to see what comes out of there. There's no question that the SEC wanted to wait as late as possible to make a uh, decision. But are they gonna go to conference games only now? You know, we'll see if that happens. Dave on Facebook said that East Mississippi Community College moved their start date to September 10th and they were only playing eight games. Dave, you know, that goes back a couple of weeks ago when the MACJC, the Mississippi Association of Community and Junior Colleges, announced that they were moving the start date for the entire schedule back one week, eliminating the first game. And so instead of playing nine games, they were all going to play eight. But the, the MACJC operates under the umbrella of the NJCAA, the National Junior College Association. And so I don't know how that works. Like If if the NJCAA has the power to mandate you can't play in the fall, okay, that's one thing. If they can only recommend to the different state associations that they don't play in the fall, well, that's a totally different thing because then if that's the, the way it is, then Mississippi's association may go, ah, we're just going to play each other. be good. We're good. Because it's not like, I mean, East Mississippi – in the regular season, isn't going and playing out in Arizona anyway. They're just playing teams from around here anyway. Micah in Batesville, listening, he's on the Country Pleasing text. He says, I feel like if the SEC playing only conference games against each other, a 12-game season, you'd get a true conference champ. No, Well, I mean, you could. Somebody brought that up on uh, Facebook a little bit ago, too, when I was kind of going on about it. Who was it that brought that up? I'd like to give it the credit to the right person. Yeah, it was Don who's watching on Periscope. Don said, don't you think that means that, talking about the Big Ten, that they will only play the conference games they already have scheduled? Yes, Don, I think that's what they're saying. You know, they're eliminating their non-conference games, are just going to play the conference games they have scheduled. It buys them a little time. But like DJ said, if you listen to the people at Ohio State and you listen to Uh, Warren, who's the commissioner of the Big Ten, it doesn't sound like – they don't sound positive about playing at all. But, yes, that's what their move is. What I was saying is if you're the SEC and you're going to play – look, you go, well, we're only going to play conference games. Well, right now you have eight of those scheduled. What's the difference in playing eight conference games versus playing ten? You're still playing. And if you can play and you can do it, why not play ten? Add some games in there. You're going to have teams off it, it, you know, each weekend. That's a, That was my idea. A quote from a story that's covering all this from Pat Dooley, who's covered Florida for a long time. It's at GatorSports.com. It was a quote from Scott Strickland. He said, we are waiting to see if we can play a game before we worry about what the schedule looks like. Stick around. to give y'all an update. Earlier, I said it was hot as all get out, and I said, no, you know, we all say it, heard it, know what it means, we repeat it. It's hot as all get out. Never thought, stopped to think, what, why do we say all get out? What is all get out? Hot as all get out. Well, my friend Glenn Waddell. If you've ever been to an Ole Miss sporting event or an MHSAA sporting event, basketball, football, you've heard the voice of Glenn Waddell over the PA system. When he like he goes, first down, Ole Miss. That's Glenn. Big booming voice. Well, he's Glenn sent me a text. He goes, Matt, all get out is another term for the word hell. <laughs> now, look, I think that's accurate. I don't think it's like. He's making a funny, but it is funny, is what I'm saying. I responded with, you darn right it is. Hot is, <clears throat> what's the other word for hell? H-E double hockey sticks, right? When you don't want to say hell. Hot. So uh, summer is here. Stay hydrated. Here we go. Jason and Flagstaff on the Country Pleasing text at 885-ESPN. Hold on a minute. What's wrong with this? My screen was messed up. Eight eight five ESPN. Text me eight eight five ESPN. Jason in Flagstaff says the Big Ten announced it now because the Big Ten is expecting to make even worse statements later, and don't want to be seen as an absolute, uh, as absolute politicians like the other conferences, with their quote on time full schedule rhetoric. <laughs> yeah, well. Looking more and more like it. Like I say, the SEC already had a meeting scheduled for Monday in Birmingham, and so something will come out of there. We'll see what happens. But, but it is true. If you listen closely to Gene Smith at Ohio State and, and uh, Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, a lot of that what they say does not sound positive at all. And I even gave you a quote from Scott Strickland in a story at GatorSports.com who said, We're waiting to see if we can play a game before we decide what the schedule is actually going to look like. And, uh, hey, look, let's be honest, folks. If that's where it is on July the 10th, then uh, we're right where we were in March. And that is nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on and nobody knows what's going to happen. Yeah, Nick, I've seen that one too, old buddy, old pal. <laughs> Hotter than two rats, he says, tussling around in a in a wool sock. Unnamed texture, Matt, along the lines you just discussed, what about the early enrollment in December and how does it affect the 85 limit, 83 for Mississippi State? Do you think they raise a the number to say 100 to help a team have enough players in case of a breakout Oh, that's, hey, that's from my friend Judge Pounds up in that Boonville area. Well-known in Prentice County. Mr. Pounds, good to hear from you. Yeah, assuming the season moves to the spring. Look, if it moves to the spring in Division I, there are going to be 8 million things like that logistically that they're going to have to figure out. Signing days, early enrollment. What about JUCO stuff? Does Everything. If JUCO's and Division One all together try to push things back to the spring, does do we are we now if they all do it simultaneously, Judge Pounds, all together, does that kind of alleviate that issue of the early graduate? But we have to move signing day. You still would have to raise roster limits like you say because you're you're turning around you're going to have a shorter period of time not a full year to turn around and play the next season which is an issue for anybody that has a minor elective surgery to correct something at the end of the first season. So yeah, they would have to alleviate some limits. But then you're talking about scholarship limits. Well, scholarships are money. And there's going to be a whole lot of group of 5 schools that go, "Man, not only do we not have the money to pay for extra scholarships, I, we didn't have a season. I don't have the money to pay the scholarships we have. Ooh. Hairy, man. <laughs> it could get hairy quick. But all of it's a better proposition than dying because of contracting a virus. Let's be honest. Let's let's put it in perspective. Anthony from Tupelo says, from what I understand, the reasoning behind the only conference games was the whole conference have the same COVID guidelines where other conferences may not have the same guidelines. Okay, let's touch on that. Pat Dooley, Gatorsports.com, touched on it in his piece. If the SEC comes out here and says, no, we're going to hang on, for, we're going for, we think we'll be able to play and we will play some non conference games. Well, the question is this is the SEC going to pay to test? for coronavirus tests for the opposing team and all their personnel coming in for the week or two leading up to that game. And when they leave and all that kind of stuff. I got another question for you, Anthony. You and I both are from Tupelo right here, smack dab in the middle of the state of Mississippi. What about this? This is total hypothetical. I'm bringing up a hypothetical. Our state, the state of Mississippi right now, has an astronomical... Uh, case rate, number of cases per capita, and everything else. What do we have? Like the fifth most. Hospitals are already filling up. the The death rate is not astronomical. It's just we got more cases, more positive cases, all over the place. Somebody warned us yesterday that if something didn't happen, we're going to be like another New York out here treating people out in a parking lot. Doctors quitting. Well, what if the SEC goes, no, we're going to play non-conference games. Okay, you think New Mexico wants to come in here week one? Honestly, you think their coaches and their staff and their players, you think they want to come in here and stay at a hotel in Mississippi? I know their fans don't want to come. Oh, boy. I'm like that guy who's got a shovel, and I'm in a hole, and I'm trying to dig my way out. All in the world I'm doing is getting farther and farther down in the hole. Trey says, either we're playing in the fall or we aren't playing at all. That last option is too destructive to the city's families and players. Also, just have everyone sign a waiver because all this is about CYA. Trey, bingo, bingo, bingo. 99% of the decision-making process. And, y'all, I told you this when this thing first popped up. When I got home from spring break and they canceled the SEC men's basketball tournament, and it was after we came back a few days after Roger had passed away and this stuff came up, immediately we started looking ahead. And I posted a video about it on the YouTube channel. You can go back and find it. There's going to be a legal and liability issue tied into all of this that will dictate 99% of the decision-making. I don't care what anybody tells you. It's like testing. Waivers. Players are signing waivers. It's already out there, but it's kind of been skipped over by a lot of people. We are getting them to uh, sign waivers. Well, why are we getting them to sign waivers? Gail, you're exactly right. On the Facebook page, no answers. Nobody has any answers right now. And you know why? Is because we're all living in the balance between these two things on the scale. Over here, we have a virus that spreads and we don't have a vaccine. And then over here on this side of the scale is, do I lock myself in my house or do I go about my life? That, that's what's on the scale. And in between is, how afraid are we? How much fear of this is warranted? How much is too much? How, much? how little is too little? That's where we live right now. In between those two things. In the scale, we're all in the middle. In the balance. Some people, go, I'm not wearing a mask. I don't need it. I don't buy all that. I believe... A lot of it's made up, other people. We're all going to die. (laughs) Well, we can't even agree on how dangerous it is right now. How are we going to agree on whether we're going to play football? Fletch on the Davini Equipment phone line. What's up, Fletch?
1: Hey, Matt, a couple of good points. Uh, I never even thought about if Mississippi Slash the Style was uh, uh, a hot spot. Would would other people, you know, boycott or, Mm -hmm. you know, just refuse to show up? But also, I mean, it, nothing's, you can't say a whole lot because the thing is changing so quickly. Whatever you said is now, uh, obsolete. Right. Um, but I'm not sure how a spring season, uh, accomplishes anything because the winter is supposed to be when it's most worse, if not COVID, then with flu. So, you know, Ole Miss and state and start with Oxford may go bankrupt, but they can't do this. Yeah. That's the wrong reason to do it. But if young people aren't getting severely sick, possibly they can play and entertain and not be
0: really ill and fletch uh, the music started it's a great point and and the one thing too that in the coming days i'm going to be wondering and asking about is is herd immunity a real thing i hear people bring it up but i'd like to hear a medical expert tell me one way or the other yes it is or no it isn't is herd immunity a real thing is it what you've eventually got to get to um because that's a It's something to consider also. Fletch, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Ain't no doubt of it. CYA. And boy, Troy. (laughs) Hour two in the countdown of 100 teams coming up. Got three of them for you today. Stick around.